Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Overdressed and Underqualified, the podcast where we talk about first job stuff and all the latest happenings in the business world. I'm your host, Olivia Miller, here today with two awesome representatives, Caitlin Brown and Jake Landgraf from Ascend Indiana. Ascend is a nonprofit organization connecting college students and recent graduates with Indiana jobs and internships. Let's learn more. So we are a a nonprofit talent and workforce development initiative through the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership. Our vision is really for Indiana to be a place of economic opportunity for all. We do this by connecting talent to careers through the Ascend Network, which is uh, the efforts that Jake really supports in his role as manager of recruitment. Um, But we also deliver human capital solutions through services, and which is our nonprofit strategic consulting arm. And then we provide thought leadership through research and public policy. So I am Ascend's Director of Operations and Talent, and I really lead Ascend's workplace culture um, and staff processes uh, in person and now remotely. I'll let Jake Landgraf, or fellow and manager of recruitment, take it away. Yeah. So what my job is, is I am a manager of recruitment here at Ascend, which basically means I work with students and folks looking for jobs in the early and career space and help them navigate that search process through interview support, resume help, and then providing them uh, with personalized role suggestions. And then in addition to that, I'm also a member of the OR Fellowship as well. So I represent that organization for our team. We have quite a number of OR Fellows and OR Fellow alumni at our organization. So I'm also kind of a part of that as well. Thanks, Jake. Of course, the main reason that we're connecting virtual today is because of the unique and beyond unfortunate nature of the world. I'd really like to dig in and find out both on a personal and professional level, if you don't mind sharing, what has your journey of transferring to remote life looked like? I'd love to know the nitty gritty of how your day to day has been affected, how you've coped and what you've loved and or hated some perspective on resources you found helpful at work as well, uh, such as coworkers or support Ascend has provided its employees to ensure employee morale is high, for example, uh, while also work is getting done would be really amazing perspective to share. Yeah, I mean, I could talk to a little bit more like maybe the personal side, like going through that a little bit, Um, because I know, Caitlin, you've been very much on the front lines of navigating the technology and all those sorts of resources that we need. And I think one of the Big takeaways for me through this experience was just uh, a big sense of gratitude to work for Ascend, Um, knowing that we didn't previously have like a big remote policy. It honestly was a pretty seamless transition to go remote um, because of the various different structures that we had in place, all things um, that were really due to the hard work of folks like Caitlin, um, making sure we have all the technology we need. Um, So I would say that I've felt very able to do my job from home, which is which is huge. And I feel very grateful for that because of those structures that we have in place. But then also, um, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed um, is that we've definitely been creative, uh, especially under Caitlin's leadership to stay engaged with each other, um, which is like we now are doing virtual lunches on Fridays, um, more consistent, like uh, virtual happy hours, 
And then um, even during the day, sometimes if I have like 30 minutes where I know I'm just going to be doing um, email or inbox work that I can kind of just work through. Sometimes I'll give someone a Teams call just so I can have someone to chat with kind of like it would be in the office. Um, And so I would say like overall, my transition has been pretty strong so far. Um, And I think we're geared to be successful for this for the future. And that'll be a big takeaway for me. Um, But I think also one thing that's been um, this helpful is just knowing that there's a lot of people still supporting you. and willing to reach out. There's definitely been some consistent, uh, you know, engagement from my manager, from the VPs, from the directors, even from the CEO. Um, our CEO, Jason, gave me a call about a month ago randomly just to check in and see how I was doing. Um, and that's made it very easy for me to adjust this new situation, uh, despite all the challenges that are out there right now. Yeah. So we were really fortunate as an organization to have kind of strong systems and structures to ultimately support our transition to remote work. Prior to COVID-19, we weren't an organization that had a remote work policy or telework guidelines. And so we, we really worked closely with our counterparts at CACP to make that transition um, using also what we've developed internally um, to kind of navigate our team through this transition. Um, We've always had really strong calendar, email, meeting management structures in place. Uh, We have already experienced having uh, weekly progress reviews between staff members and their managers to be kept up to date on what what they're working on and what questions that they have and weekly team meetings. Um, And we had already implemented things like CRM and Slack to help us track our progress towards goals and communicate. So a lot of those things were already in place to to really guide us to remote work while not having some of the, the guidelines and things to to actually um, set those expectations. Um, I think the biggest transition for us was really shifting our our ideas on kind of meeting structure and collaboration, knowing that that in-person component to our work was was not going to be (laughs) something we could accommodate in the current situation. And so we, we've transitioned all of our meetings from uh, both internal and external to video conferencing, um, and our team was able to make that shift quickly and efficiently through the software that our, our umbrella organization, CACP, provided, as well as some supplemental uh, platforms that we, we purchased as we shifted into this. Um, yeah. Awesome. So keeping on the same topic of personal transitions... Lots of companies and groups of friends and families in general are taking advantage of all the different video platforms out there that allow us to connect face-to-face virtually, right? Um, Have either of you experienced that quote-unquote Zoom fatigue that has recently been recognized and addressed across workplace cultures? Yeah, I think personally, as someone who is typically more on the introverted side, uh, a day full of video calls and phone calls in a virtual environment, uh, you know, does oftentimes at the end of the day make me feel like I would like to disconnect. And so, uh, but I think it's all about keeping that work-life balance and setting clear expectations around what it is that you're hoping to accomplish as you work from home as both an individual and then working alongside your direct reports to understand their their kind of 
plans for navigating that work-life balance at home. But it can definitely be exhausting at the end of the day, having five or six Zoom meetings in a row, and then, you know, a, a Zoom happy hour in the evening. It's it's about the little breaks in between and the and the balance, I think. Yeah, I would, I would echo that. I think uh, for me, it's definitely been a little fatiguing at times, but I will say like due to the nature of my, my role, I do have to do phone calls a lot. So I'm kind of used to doing a lot of the meetings and phone calls back to back to back. I think the bigger issue for me, fatigue wise, is I just like every time I get off a call, I'm like, wow, like that was fun, but I just want to be with them in person because I am kind of the big extrovert type of personality. Um, So I'm very much looking forward to the days where we can have in-person meetings just to to get that energy a little bit more um, because it feels a little bit more organic. Uh, but again, like, I think it's, it's been a fun challenge to kind of navigate, like learning the different technical components of how to do a good zoom call, even like muting yourself at the right time, how to make sure you have good internet, (laughs) all those different things are really pushing me outside my comfort zone, which I, which I appreciate. Have either of you had the opportunity to take a staycation as it's popularly known since the start of quarantine? I have not yet, but have plans to take some time off in the coming weeks. Um, but I definitely encourage the team to take time, um, you know, through my role, most of the team's kind of PTO requests come through uh, me. And so when I get those emails, I'm always really excited, like, yeah, you get to take some time off. I'm really, I'm really excited for you. Yep, I'm Art with Kayla, and I haven't taken any time off officially quite yet, um, but I think I, I will um, later on in June. I was kind of saving that up for uh, kind of a week back home in Wisconsin. So I think I definitely have plans to. That's great. I think it's so tempting, you know, to wait the situation out or let PTO build until you can actually be out of your house or go someplace really cool. But I do think it's so important to just take a mental break if you need it and be away from your computer for an extended weekend or take a midweek break. Yes, it's all about embracing the staycation over the next few months uh, and what that means. And I think based on some of the conversations I've had with our team, they've had um, an opportunity to really explore some cool new hobbies and have some new cool activities to do. And so uh, really encouraging those through taking time off. And, you know, that again, that work-life balance is, is important. Definitely. So Jake, I want to direct this question towards you and really how COVID may have affected your direct client relationships. I'm not sure if you traveled much before, You mentioned you are a phone call bro at this point, but has it been difficult to only have a virtual option to connect with people? What changes, both positive and negative, can you speak to about your direct work and the culture of remote life? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, prior to the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, I really, the role that I serve is is very much kind of a, a mixed bag of visiting various different campuses uh, and doing some phone calls just for the sake of there's some folks that were not on, on campus the day that they want their meeting with us, which is totally okay. We're happy to accommodate them there. Um, so it's it would, prior to the start of everything we're going remote, uh, I was probably about 50-50 on campus a couple days a week in the office doing phone calls a couple days a week. Um, and since that has now changed to be complete phone calls, there's actually been a couple trends that I've really noticed. I think one thing that's really interesting is remote work um, in general and students not being on campus, I, I think has increased overall engagement with Ascend in terms of 
you know, folks are at home, maybe some of those campus activities that they were involved with, um, unfortunately, aren't happening because they're just not on campus and unable to engage with their peers in that sort of way anymore. Um, and that has driven a little bit more time uh, for them to have to explore different career opportunities and things like that that Ascend offers. So that's definitely been something that I've noticed a lot in my role, um, which I think is directly related to um, everyone working remote and doing classes remote. Um, but as far as like helping folks with, with additional support and perspective, I think one of the big things we've been focusing on is um, knowing that not only is um, your health obviously your number one priority, but then also when you are thinking about like a summer internship or your first time job, there's lots of employers right now who are really struggling um, just as a business with the uh, with the challenges associated with COVID-19. And so we've tried to do our best to support them with various resources on like what industries are maybe a little bit more um, more a little more resilient during times of like an economic downturn, um, maybe widening their perspective a little bit on what they should do for a year or two after school before maybe jumping into that dream job they were really hoping to get right after graduation and providing that support there. Unfortunately, those are really tough conversations to have. Um, but I think we've done a great job of supporting students through that, um, through various different webinars, hopping on phone calls, additional email resources. Um, one thing that was pretty cool that we actually sent out earlier this week uh, was we sent out a mail merge to a lot of our students that we work with that were just like roles that you could get involved with if you wanted to support Indiana's response to COVID-19. So maybe your summer internship was canceled or your um, your job offer was canceled, but maybe you could work for three or four months helping you know, a company like Roche uh, make those tests for uh, people in need and uh, help us as a, as a state really get through this together. So I think we've done a, a good job raising some awareness there. Obviously, we wish there were better circumstances. I wish that uh, I was able to help everyone get the perfect internship or perfect job right after graduation, which is still very much our goal. Um, but we've tried our best to provide some additional perspective and support, um, just knowing that the times are in. Awesome. Awesome. Can we dig into that a little more? I think a lot of people are feeling the stress and worry about a potential furlough or layoff or pay cut. And I know that can be a difficult conversation to have with anyone, right? Uh, so you talked about webinars, for example. Are there other ways you keep in contact and maintain a relationship with clients who have had jobs fall through? Do you have a go-to backup plan, for lack of a better term, uh, in those industries, maybe that really do have a higher need for a larger workforce during this pandemic. I'm curious to hear what new support initiatives have been developed in this regard. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think before I get into the some of the nitty gritty here, one thing that I will say is that it is still, even at the, at the time of the recording our podcast here, it is something that is very fluid. It can change all the time. So there definitely are still um, many companies that Ascend works with that are hiring still. And there's many companies that are on hiring freezes or having delayed start dates. Um, one thing that's been very cool due to the unique relationship uh, of Ascend with its partner employers is we do kind of have a little bit of an inside lens on what is going on uh, at that company in terms of like, you know, where they're at, where they're, what they're hiring. Um, so for those not aware, uh, Ascend also works to put a good word in for students when we think that they're a really good fit for that organization. And so because of that trust and relationship that we've built up with the HR teams at those various companies, we're well suited to kind of get a sense of where they're at. And so as our employer team has surveyed um, the various different impacts of COVID-19 across our employers, um, one thing that we found is there definitely are some industries that are um, a little bit better suited to to um, weather um, a little bit of an economic downturn associated with COVID-19. Obviously, 
some of the ones that immediately come to mind would be things like groceries, healthcare, um, supply chain, logistics, those sorts of roles um, can also usually do pretty like weather the storm pretty all right during times like this. Uh, but then also there's some that you you might not initially expect, um, like insurance roles, for example, are very important right now. People want to make sure they have health care and things like that um, and abilities to pay for it. Some of those other office jobs are still very much um, a part of the a part of what people are looking for as well. So I, I, it's tough to say exactly, you know, which companies have had a lot of success with, but at least the recent ones that come to mind, I mean, a lot of uh, folks, which I think is really cool, who were looking for internships this summer, have actually started and accepted offers to work with the American Red Cross, for example, um, which I think will be a really cool opportunity for them to work virtually um, in a very safe environment, um, supporting their efforts in community education and outreach um, across multiple different healthcare fields, for example. Um, so that's one area that we've definitely seen um, some success in so far. So it's a little bit too early to say we're still navigating what exactly that'll look like. I think anyone who's going through the job search right now, um, it's not that there's companies that are like all companies are not hiring. It just might take a little bit longer to find that company. And when you do find it, that hiring timeline might be a little bit longer. It's the biggest thing we've ever been experiencing. So I guess the advice I would have there is um, it. Unfortunately, it's just one of those times where the job the job searcher has to be a little bit more resilient than you would have had to be maybe six months ago when the, the market was a little bit hotter than it is now. But I definitely think there's still hope and roles out there for people to apply to and, and for people to secure. For sure. So we just talked about a, a lot of Ascend's current partners. Where has Ascend found success or even struggle with partner relations? Has there been significant change in this area because of the pandemic? So I think what's based on our kind of vision and mission, you know, we we are aware or we know that our work is really going to be even more critical after the public health crisis because of the component of our role that connects individuals to opportunities. Um we're working like closely alongside other key stakeholders to really align and collaborate on those efforts to ensure that we're we're using resources to the highest and best use for Indiana and for the betterment of our community. I don't know that I have a ton of insight into how um, how our employer engagement team is navigating additional opportunities with employers. I know that we are still you know very eager to support employers throughout this time. Um, you know, conducting research on, you know, where jobs are available in what industries, making outreach to those folks and offering the opportunity to work with us to connect individuals to their opportunities. Um, But I don't know that I have a full lens into the scope of what, what those employers are and how often we're getting those types of requests. Now, Jake, if you have any insight from an employer perspective, yeah, I'm not aware of what exactly the outreach will, is looking like right now um, with our various employer partners. I think um, our employer team has tried to be very uh, accommodating when it comes to outreach to companies, because obviously um, for many companies right now, they're doing the very best they can to keep the people that they do have. And they're not super well suited at times, maybe right now to uh, to have conversations about like recruiting a, a new group to join <laughs> their recruitment strategy for HR. So I think they're trying to be accommodating there. From the student perspective, um, I think we've definitely seen uh, an uptick, uh, an uptick rather in engagement. Um, I think that's mainly because of internship programs and things like that being um, switched around to be being virtual or being canceled for the summer. So I think folks are looking for other opportunities. Um, so I think we've seen uh, definitely some 
additional interest there. But it's hard for me to say if that's completely unusual for this time of year. I know that uh, in the past, we've always seen a bigger, like more busyness in the spring, um, just because there's folks that are looking for offers in March and April that they haven't gotten one already. Um, So I think this year it's just elevated because of the pandemic. We're usually a little bit more busy in the spring. Um, So that's what I would say there. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'd like to revisit and dig deeper into Ascend's internal operations and get both of your personal insights into employee culture and other initiatives that have been put in place to keep employees engaged and supported virtually. We've touched on happy hours and lunches, all virtual, of course. Uh, What other kind of support have you experienced within Ascend? And what methods have you found the most success in when delivering or the way you've received internal communications around COVID and everything going on? So in short, how do you maintain alignment and transparency? I think we are really grateful to be able to uh, be able to practice social distancing as we adjust to remote work. Um, and we are really you know, aware of the increased levels of anxiety that people often feel during this time. Um, and it's, it's really important that we keep our team engaged and morale high as we navigate virtual work. Um, while also ensuring their health and well-being. You know, we started uh, the transition to work remote work with the directive that we would only be doing it for a few weeks, and then a few weeks turned into a month and a half. And, you know, that's now since transitioned to uh, early July for a return to the office. So we want to continue to implement initiatives to encourage that morale through uh through the extended period, because we know how challenging this can be for individuals. Um, As Jake shared, uh, we've been hosting regular virtual team lunches on Friday afternoons, because we understand that kind of studies show small doses of team bonding throughout the week have really been known to increase morale. And the focus of those is really casual. It's a catch-up opportunity with the team. Um, you know, we, we share book recommendations, kind of Netflix shows, weekend plans, new hobbies, uh, puppy photos. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've also been really intentional about scheduling happy hours, coffee chats, and other events to engage the team outside of work hours, knowing that calendars are often so busy during the day. Uh, Jake actually helped spearhead a an Ascend trivia night uh, with our team, which was really well attended, and the, the group had a great time. Um, and then our umbrella organization, CACP, is spearheading virtual gatherings on Friday afternoons as well to encourage connectivity at more of an organizational level, kind of that like, you know, water cooler talk, you know, you used to be able to stop someone in the in the hallway on the way to the kitchen and really just be able to catch up on their lives. We don't have that ability in a virtual environment. We're really having the opportunity to engage not just through Ascend, but at all initiatives. And then, you know, as we remain virtual, our aim is to really take feedback from the team, understand what it is that they're hoping to to have and engage in as we work remotely and um, implement those in the coming weeks. Another thing we've been exploring is initiative-wide contests. This is something really new to us. We had not done this previously, but um, we we are a friendly, competitive team. We are a bunch of high achievers that uh, really love to work together and collaborate. And so as the weather was getting nice outside and spring was coming, 
we we had the opportunity to have kind of a four week steps competition, which encouraged folks to get outside and keep moving, um, knowing that when you're working remotely and you're you're mostly just sitting in your house in front of a computer, it can be hard to disconnect. Um, we we track everything through an app. We provide updates via Slack, um, and are consistently encouraging each other, each other to keep moving. Um, which was really a testament to some feedback and an idea that was shared by one of our colleagues. So really taking that to heart and the team has really been enjoying it. And then I'd say finally, it's really being consistent around employee celebrations. You know, when we were in the office, there would be birthday cards and uh, anniversary cards that the team would sign. You know, on Mondays, the network team would have kind of a stand up to celebrate the number of placements that they had that week and share success stories. Um, and we really wanted to be intentional about com- like continuing those celebrations um, and acknowledging the team's accomplishments as we work remotely. Um, so we fully embraced uh, group greeting and <laughs> virtual e-cards for birthdays anniversaries and other milestones. I'd say from a communication perspective, you know, Slack and email are really the two ways that we we are sharing information with the team. And the team has been really kind of responsive to those and, you know, is consistently on the lookout for those resources and for that information. Um, you know, we have in the past few weeks as we've continued to navigate virtual um, working, had a few more team meetings. So typically we would have kind of quarterly staff meetings to bring the group together, but we've been much more intentional about having those more often and ensure the team is getting updates on the current state, both at Ascend um, and within our community and how CICP and Ascend are navigating that. So engaging them in those opportunities. And then I would say we're on the we're in the process of developing a learning management system, which will ultimately house a lot of our onboarding, employee resources, and components of, um, you know, the, our kind of talent management and professional development um, platform. And so the goal is that we begin to implement that as part of our, our working remotely and share resources and opportunities through that platform. But it is all worthwhile, um, and I I enjoy the opportunities to, uh, you know, on the Thursday morning coffee chats, get up and have coffee with Jake in the morning, and just see see what's going on. And it's it can sometimes feel like it's another meeting or just another it's it's the Zoom fatigue. It's just another another Zoom and another video chat. But I do really coming out of those feel the engagement of the team, and it really encourages me from an operations perspective to keep moving these things forward because you do see the value as you as you get feedback. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I I think it's been uh, incredible to have just that many opportunities to engage with the team. Um, Ascend has a pretty like active culture, like Caitlin was mentioning, like we really do value those relationships. And I think it's been really cool for me to see the team really grow and still be intentional with remote work, Um, still doing core value shout outs, still sending nice emails from time to time to be like, hey, I think you're really crushing it right now with your goals. Um, and having that time with your manager has really made me feel very, very supported. Um, as a young professional, still starting off, you know, I'm, I'm still within the first year of my career. Um, and it's made this unique challenge something that I've definitely felt um, very able to, to work through with the support of my manager and our team. So it's been uh, very 
fun. And I'm very grateful to have an organization that's been very intentional about how we can make the remote work experience something that's going to make everyone feel supported at the team. Let's talk about that feedback component. What is the best way that Ascend has collected feedback? And further, how is that feedback evaluated and what has come from that closer look into employee comments? The way that we we typically approach feedback from a kind of from a manager direct report perspective is really through our weekly PRs or those progress reviews that, you know, Jake, for example, has with his manager. Um, It's really kind of having those intentional conversations in those meetings, um, you know, escalating that feedback to your manager. And then ultimately, you know, those individuals are really encouraged to share that feedback with me. Um, And individuals are also really great and proactive about reaching out and sharing ideas and feedback as they've as they've experienced it. So, you know, a great example of this would be, um, you know, we had originally um, early on in COVID-19 virtual remote remote work um, was using GoToMeeting as our virtual meeting platform um, and had used that for one of our team meetings and found that it really wasn't um, as user friendly and uh, as the team would have liked. And it wasn't a platform where you were able to really see everyone on the call and engage with the team in that way. Um, and so recommending other platforms like Zoom, which is new to our organization. Um, and that was something that we implemented last week as we think about um, continuing to work remotely alongside some of the software that uh, CICP has been sharing. So the team is really, really great and intentional about sharing that feedback. Um, I mean, the, not everyone can attend every event or opportunity. And in that sense, we are we are trying to adjust how often we do things and when we do them and how all of that works, um, which is, is a challenge as we as we know people have busy schedules. Um, and so consistently taking some of that feedback and it will never be a perfect system, but trying to get to close as close to perfect as possible to continue to engage the team. Definitely. And I guess what I would add to that then is I think, you know, overall, when we've, when we've been navigating those things, intentionality is the key word. And one thing that I'm looking forward to doing is at the end of every academic year, which is kind of what we work with primarily on the network side, working with students, we go through a process called OCSA, which stands for Outcome, Cause, Solution, and Action. Um, And I think it's going to be very interesting for us in June and July as we navigate that process where we look at all the outcomes from this academic year. We try and detect and analyze the causes of those outcomes um, and see any areas for growth or improvement moving forward. Um, with solutions and then breaking down those actions into what we can change for next year. I I think there's going to be a lot of really great things that we'll take away from this experience in terms of not only just working remote, but like how we can better accommodate students as they are navigating a really, really challenging time. Um, And and folks who are looking for opportunities, like how can we best support them? Because that is always going to be our number one priority. Uh, In addition to the well-being of our team is going to be supporting people as best we can to connect them to opportunities in Indiana. So. uh, I'm very excited to do that in a couple months here. And I think we're going to have some very clear takeaways. All right. Great. Great. So we've gotten a pretty awesome picture of the Ascend high-level story. I'm now wondering on a more personal level, what has been successful for the two of you to maintain a work-life balance when your home or even your bedroom is your full-time office? 
I think we could all attest to the difficulties of transferring from work to after work when you're just changing rooms or even staying on the computer after work to chat with friends. So what has worked best for you both to stay sane, I suppose? It all starts for me with really communicating with my manager and then making sure that I have the the I'm focusing on the right priorities and the right things that week amongst all of my all of the things that I have to do because when you're when you're working remotely and there really is no shift from you know work and life you know that to-do list can be never ending and you could really sit there forever and just keep knocking things off the list and things continue to get added so i think communicating is really the first step for me as far as um kind of personally navigating work life balance uh with my manager and making sure that i'm focusing on the right things delegating the right things and planning ahead um for me, I'm also really, I'm an organized individual and uh, thrive in structure. And so um, I'm usually really proactive about adding time to my calendar intentionally to kind of trigger my thinking into, hey, it's time to take a break. Um, and so, you know, in the afternoon, I am, I'm lucky enough to be working remotely with my husband in the same office. And so, you know, he, he takes lunch at 1230 every day. So I'm really intentional about taking at least a 30 minute lunch every single day in order to kind of break that up. Um, and then also just being really um, intentional about kind of when I stop my day, what that transition into life looks like. Um, you know, there are days where I may have to go a little bit longer than 4.30 or 5, and that's okay as long as, you know, I'm balancing that with going outside and taking a walk or having dinner with my family or, you know, a plethora of other things that really fulfill me from a life perspective. Um, and I think that that has really helped guide that transition for me knowing that, you know, if I didn't have that intentionality, I could very well never stop, never stop, which is hard to say, but um, very much true. Yeah. I echo a lot of what Caitlin's saying. I think I, I also like uh, a little bit of structure um, and I've tried to be very intentional with my calendar about, you know, finding times for me to just take a little bit of a, a breather during the day. And what it's looked like from what I've noticed is um, I definitely start a little bit later than I used to when we were going to the office. Usually I would try to be in the office by like 7.45 or 8 o'clock. Um, now I'm usually starting at about 8.15 just till I have a, enough time to mentally prepare for the day. And then usually I uh, take about a 30-minute lunch now um, as well. Like I was mentioning, just to get a little bit of a break. Uh, my roommate is also here uh, working from home. So usually him and I will talk for 30 minutes or so around noon um, just to hang out for a little bit. And then usually... Um, for some reason, this has worked very well, but at two o'clock, I, I tend to struggle from two to three. It's it's kind of the slowest part of the day for me just mentally. And so usually I'll take 10 minutes around there and I play guitar for 10 minutes in my room because I'm working from my bedroom and my guitar is always like right next to me. And for whatever reason, I've found that really energizes me for, for the rest of the day. And then usually the last hour, I, I'll listen to some like a DJ remix or something, which I know is so cheesy. Um, but just those little things that I found that really can keep my energy up because as an extrovert, it's hard for me to, to pull energy from like the white walls of my room. Um, where, Cause I'm usually with people all the time and being in the office really can kind of uh, mesh with their energy and it, it really gets me motivated. Um, so I've kind of had to create little fun ways to, to replicate that experience with 
myself kind of getting a little bit more energized uh, to keep motivated. And it's and so far it's worked really, really well, I think. I love that. Super creative. So the remote journey is clearly a complex one. Has Ascend yet started to talk about transferring back to quote unquote normal life in office life when of course the mandated regulations start to shift back to the life we knew before? Yeah, we are really fortunate to work alongside CACP as we navigate that transition back to work. As I shared previously, our kind of remote working timeline has shifted to a return to work date of July 6th currently. um, And that really coincides with our our organization shift to 16 Tech. So currently, um, or previously, we were office downtown in the Salesforce Tower. um, But our are eager to shift to our uh, building one tenant of 16 tech in the in midsummer, um, and so that seems like perfect timeline for that transition. Knowing that we can work really closely with CICP and those safe return to work guidelines to create an office that really is. Um, safe to return to from a public health perspective, you know, with the correct social distancing um, put in place with as far as kind of cubicles and workspaces, um, the the appropriate PPE, hand sanitizer, so on and so forth. That gives us a lot of runway to make that transition. And so we're working really closely with CICP um, and other organizations to really understand what are the things that we need to do in order to have a safe return to work. What are the best practices that other states are are using as we as we go into that? So we have enough runway then to create a kind of a fully fleshed out plan. Um, it is. I think it's unlikely that we will all be returning to work uh, in the workplace on July sixth. I think as as we've learned, a lot of companies are really approaching kind of tiering people back in based on role type or critical business need in order to ensure that they have the systems and structures in place to make that transition safely. Um, but I do anticipate that, you know, CICP and Ascend will have a lot of that kind of fully fleshed out in advance of that July 6th transition back to the office which will be new for us. We're also really excited about that transition. And it'll be a space that no one's ever worked in before and no one's ever seen. So it'll definitely be a clean space too. (laughs) Cool. Are you both excited and eager to return to the office? I feel like a lot of people now might consider a permanent work from home life if it's worked out for them or if the pros just have ended up outweighing the cons. I mean, Jake, I'm interested to hear your take on this, but I, I am eager to go back into the office. I, As much as I very much love the interactions with our team through uh, all of these virtual platforms, I do very much miss the opportunity to be working in the same space with the team. I, I genuinely can't care for each of them. And you know, miss the opportunity to just turn to my to my desk mate and have a conversation sporadically, um, or having if I have a question that can be easily answered in person versus sending a lengthy email or a Slack. Um, I miss the opportunity to engage with them in that way, and I'm eager to get back into the office from that perspective. Um, but I also just know, as an individual, I am most productive when I have that that type of space to work in. Um, and I'm eager to 
to shift back as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, very similar to Caitlin in that regard. I, I miss the energy of the office um, and being able to, to engage with people face to face in a more organic setting. Um, but I think uh, I, I do like perspective wise, I'm very interested just to see how this experience will shape Ascend moving forward. Um, Cause like Caitlin mentioned at the very beginning of our chat today, like prior to um, COVID-19, we really didn't do a whole lot of remote work. It was kind of a case by case basis and very rare to send. We really value that um, in-person collaboration and being in the office together. So I'm curious, like in the future as Ascend grows and scales, if it means we might um, entertain ideas of like bringing in talent from all over the country and having them work remote, like if that's even going to be something that we consider and and who knows Um, that, that's really one of the big questions and something that we'll probably think through as we go through that OCSA process that I mentioned a little bit ago. Like, is that something that we want to think about? Uh, but I think more than um, more than that, one thing that I'm really excited about is just knowing that we have the like capability to go remote. If there needs to be a, a second um, kind of stay at home order or something like that later in the fall, which I know people have mentioned as well, like we have everything we need to be successful and, um, that we have all that support and that gives me some security and a little bit of uh, safety like sense uh, that we have what it takes to do this if we need to. We've so enjoyed listening to the Ascend and personal stories of Caitlin and Jake today. Uh, super excited to share this with the rest of our listeners. I think we really appreciate the opportunity and um, are eager to continue to work alongside the team to navigate this for kind of the, the betterment of our community and, um, you know, are grateful for for the individuals that we work with to demonstrate such a sense of possibility, um, a comfort with ambiguity on the path to clarity, and a, a bent towards strategic thinking as we as we kind of really figure all of this out together. We we very much appreciate the the team. Yeah, definitely just appreciate the opportunity also to share our story with you, Liv. Um, we are very passionate supporters of or fellowship and this podcast, I think is going to be really cool for us to share, just kind of showing our relationship and dedication to this organization and hopefully um, can help some other companies and young professionals out there, get some perspective on things that we think are um, areas that we found some success during a very, very challenging time. Thanks to our listeners for joining us for this episode. Stay tuned for our soon to be released mini sode on cooking. And from all of us at Overdressed and Underqualified, we hope you are staying safe, healthy, and happy. Credit for this episode's music goes to Anaconda Snake Hunter by Pistol Jazz.